What up, socialites? Good morning. It's 6.22 in the morning here in Seattle, which is so funny. And it is 9.22 in the morning in New York. Morgan, when we first started dating, he, I very much laid down the rule that the number one rule in our relationship is don't mess with my sleep. Like I need, I need at least eight hours of sleep. And like, I'm, I'm amazed that I got up flawlessly this morning to record the podcast actually. Now, did you set an alarm to wake up this early? Yeah. And go me. I woke up on the first alarm ring. Didn't even press snooze. It was like, uh, made coffee here. But Is- do you have this thing? My body knows when my alarm's got about to go off. I wake up at least 10 minutes before my alarm every time. Oh, yeah. And then you start looking at it and you're like, should I only I have, have 20 more minutes? minutes. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Four minutes, Is 38 there- seconds. Is that you? I get up at five in the morning. I just, my body's like pretty wake, pretty much just wakes up because I'm anticipating my daughter waking up. So I'm just like up before the alarm. Like my alarm really never wakes me up, but I do set it. So every day I set my alarm for 5.40. Melissa sets it for like 5.35. So she'll get up at like 5.35. I'll get up at 5.40. Lucy has been up just waiting. How does Lucy wake up? Like, does she like Like, yell for you or like you walk in a room and she's just like looking at you? Like, well, you know how she's like the happiest child ever. So she just like, she just opens her eyes. She goes, mommy, daddy, like anyone. Like she just, she just calls in and then she'll go, brother, brother. And he'll be like, stop, Luce, leave me alone. Because she'll just scream his name from her room. <laughs> so she just waits until someone comes into her room and is mm-hmm. like, the day like, has begun. <laughs> yeah, like Gasper, when he used to wake up in the mornings or in the middle of the night, he would beeline it right to our room and be like, I'm up. Hey, Lucy's like, come get me. Like she just <laughs> sits there like a princess, like come get me. So yeah, she has and- a... Lucy's like militant routine though. She's like, like at night we watch like in bed. I lay next to her. We read a bunch of books. Then we lay in bed. We watch two Morphe's. Morphe's like this red, like red Gumby ball that can morph into anything. So we Morphle, we watch two episodes of Morphle. They're four minutes each. We always watch Mila the baby. That's one of the episodes. It's called that. Then after that, we watch one episode of Coco Melon. Usually my daddy is the best song. Then she gives me a big hug and then she falls asleep. That's our routine. And then in the morning, she just wakes up and she just sits up like the exorcist. And she's like, daddy, (laughs) mommy, until someone gets her. Wow. Yeah. That's That's wild. And then we bring her right into our bed while we get ready. She sits in our bed, drinks milk. She watches the news. (laughs) She's a very sophisticated (laughs) child. Although this does sound slightly miserable, I am ready. That's what I'm saying. I'm ready to enter my dad era for sure. Yeah, it's actually not miserable at all. It's adorable. When when she was really little, it was a little more miserable, to be honest. Because like it's like at three o'clock in the morning. Well, forget the the time is insane, but it's there is so, no time when you have a, a newborn child. Well, we'll get back to that in one second. The the time, what happens is when they're like, you know, just like squingy, like you know, just like a peanut, like they don't do anything. Wait, wait, wait. Just, oh, oh, oh. 
What Italian word were you about to use on me? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I call her like you were about squingili. to say <laughs> squingili, but like that's not a. It's what not a, it's nothing to. No, it's nothing to do with baby. It's just like squingili. I just call it like she's little squingili. It's a, I think it's a, a fish. Okay, <laughs> perfect. I just call Lucy when she was little. She did nothing. She just they just lay there, and all you're doing is worrying. Are oh, they going to roll off the bed? They can't entertain oh, themselves. They can't occupy themselves. So you're literally getting dressed, and like as you're putting your shirt on, you're like, Doop! and you pull it over your face quick so you don't keep your eyes off them for a second. Now oh, she's geez. almost three years old. She's just chilling on the bed. She's drinking her milk. She eats a cheese stick in the morning. <laughs> so kid loves That's dairy. So that so, is so but, funny. But my son, when he was born, because he was born so early, he was in the NICU and they had him on this schedule where they had to wake him up every two and a half hours. We had to wake him up every two, two or two and a half hours to feed him because we needed him oh. to gain weight because he was too little. Mm -hmm. So for the first like six months of his life, we were waking him up every two freaking hours. And on top of it, Melissa was pumping. So she would wake up, she would pump. He wasn't latching. So she would pump. We put it in a bottle. Then we would give him the bottle. So like the whole process was like 30, 40 minutes. Then we put him to bed. And then two hours later, we'd have to wake up again and do it. So by the time he was like six months, he was just like, that was his life. He was like, I'm going to wake up every two hours. I don't give a fuck. And like, Whoa. that was it. And it was brutal. So like Lucy, although she didn't sleep, through the night for the first time till she was over two years old, it still was better than waking her up. Also, I guess for wanted to sleep, we had to wake him up. So it was like, yeah, Hey, bud, you're going to eat now. He's like, no. We're like, Oh, here's your bottle. And he would like cry and be like, shit, just let me sleep. Pretty much. I mean, he didn't want it. I don't blame him. It sucked. That's yeah. That sucks. That sucks for sure. Before we yeah. get any further into this conversation, because as you all know, we are the two biggest space cadets in the, face of the planet you can catch me on tour right now i'm gonna be oh, in yeah. what's the date thing? we just did we just did a jersey together gasper so this week kind oh, of yeah. that <laughs> was so fun yeah it was so was fun so we loved it we loved it thank you go jersey new jersey <coughs> this this weekend i'm in spokane toronto sacramento los angeles the special taping is officially March 18th at the Belasco Theater. Get your tickets for that. After that, it's Denver, St. Louis, Burlington, Vermont, Nashville, Austin, Philly, Charlotte, Madison, Wisconsin. Still tickets left. Get your tickets at MrDTimes3.com. Yeah. Also, for me, I will be in Boston in the next week. Yeah, next week. I'll be in Boston. If you live in Boston, you're off that week. So you should come. It's on a Wednesday, the 22nd. And after that, I will be in Rochester, New York at the end of March and the beginning of April. And then we will see where the wind blows. <laughs> I hope it's in a favorable direction. Anyway, I got something to talk to you about. What's up? I know you don't watch a lot of TV, but have you watched this show on Netflix yet called... Wait, what's it called? No, it's called Ginny and Georgia. That's so funny you said that. Melissa was literally just talking about it. I don't know what it's about because I was trying to tell her about a show that I started watching, The Boys. I don't watch TV as all of you know. I but will be watching. You did get me to to get The Boys on my list for sure. It's interesting. Now that football season's over, I watched a show by accident this weekend and it was pretty good and I'm hooked. It's called The Boys 
So I was trying to tell Melissa about it. And she's like, I don't care. And I'm like, yeah, but let me just tell you about the characters. And she's like, and she started, okay, I'm going to tell you about Ginny and Georgie then. And I was like, actually, it's best you don't tell me anything. Okay, well, so I don't know. Melissa didn't do it, I'm going to do it. Ginny and Georgia, right? First of all, I don't know if the show's actually good. It's for some reason addicting and I like keep watching it because it'll be a full episode of a show and then the last literally 15 seconds is like all this crazy bullshit and you're like, oh shit. Like, But what's it about? It's, it's like, okay, so there, there's this daughter and she's like 15 and her mom's like maybe 30. Oh, she is 30. That's the math because she had her when she was 15. And then they're like, her mom's basically like a con artist. Like she does all this shit. Like she steals money and like ho she used to rob gas stations and stuff. It's like, it's just not, it's like, it's like this rough and rough and tumble life of this woman trying to get like her, her life back on her feet. But this has happened to me multiple times with other TV shows recently. And it happened to me big time with this show. So in the show, the mom also has a first grade son. Okay. And there's this whole scene at the school. And I oh, keep watching. I keep, you saw that on my Instagram I, story. I watched on you. Yeah, yeah but go ahead, take. I okay, saw let it me, on let me tell the fans. You guys didn't see it on my no, Instagram. No, no, yeah. Stories. I was actually going to text you about it. So I'm watching shows and I'm realizing that the scenes about school and teaching are just so completely, wildly inaccurate that it's like, who the hell in the writer's room thought that this was real? So, for example, they're in the classroom and there's this first, it's a classroom full of first graders. And the secretary just comes knocking at the door and walks into the classroom to give the teacher something. Error number one. The secretary is not leaving her desk. First of all, if she leaves her desk, who the hell's manning the desk? No, like, you, you cannot do this. Second of all, you're lucky if she has the decency to page you over the PA and say, Mr. Randazzo, there's a package for you. Like, you're lucky if that happens. So that was false. Then she walks into this room of first graders who are all at their desk doing exactly what they're supposed to. Lie. Also fake. She walks in with a clear bin. Clear. Very important that we understand it's clear. A clear bin full of popsicles. She walks it right through all these kids directly in the middle of the classroom and gives them to the teacher. And all the kids, while that's happening, are sitting with their hands on their desk, completely silent, just watching her walk in the room. False number two. If that was to happen, there would be pure anarchy. A limb would be broken. Like some little asshole is going to stand up and be like, popsicles and then everyone's gonna flip and that's all they're gonna talk about for the rest of the day when can we get our popsicles when do we have popsicles false number two then number three she looks and she goes oh these are from austin's mom everyone come get one and then the kids like politely come up to her and form some sort of like working situation where they're all politely grabbing a popsicle then going back to their seat Absolutely not. False number three. The kids would be flipping their shit, flipping desks, beating each other up, running. Someone would have a concussion. And on top of that, 
There would be tears, people crying. I didn't get what I want. Or, oh, can I have blue? I get the color. They would run at you already knowing what they want. And then you would hand one to it. I don't like orange. You get what you get. You don't throw a fit. Go. Number three, the bully kid or four, the bully kid in the class. The teacher just straight up reaches into the bin, grabs a thing of carrots and hands it to him and goes, oh, yeah, you know, your mom doesn't let you have sugar because he's like diabetic or some shit. I don't know how that works. And she just in front of everyone, it's just like, here's your carrots, Gasper. <laughs> and the kid. Without any sort of fuss. Goes back to his desk and just starts eating the carrots. Was he Absolutely the known bully? not the known bully. Yeah, and he's such a little asshole to the teacher and to other kids in the middle of the class. You know that teacher would lay down some shit, but instead the teacher's all composed and she's like, actually, but no. She would be flipping her shit on this little asshole because she's had enough, okay? Well, let's just take a step don't, back and, don't, com- and don't, commend don't. Austin's mom for oh, bringing in carrots right. for the diabetic kid. Well, that's a that real was sweet thing. That's the whole plot. Like that kid's a bully. So the kid's a bully. Wait, so Austin's mom broke her nose. Wait, Austin's mom broke the kid's nose and then gave him carrots? Yeah, so like the bully broke Austin's glasses. So Austin's mom took him behind a tree and let Austin punch him in the face. And then she like put a napkin over his nose and was like, this never happened. Do you understand? And then she like came around. Is this around Guinea the- and Gin? This yeah, is in Guinea. G- G- whatever. G- First G- of all, I don't think we should be saying Guinea, but anyway, so she. G- put- I thought that was the name of the show. Ginny <laughs> and Georgia. She, she takes the, Georgia. she takes the kid by his nose, his bloody nose. And she comes around the tree. She's like, Oh my God, I just helped him. He fell. Like it's psychotic. It's crazy. Like- but yeah. anyway, it's like, no, this kid would be throwing a tantrum if everybody around him's eating popsicles and he's just got a bag of carrots. First off, like, come no on. one eats carrots like that at that age. What are they? Yeah, first so, grade, you said? Yeah. 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 No I mean, carrots. No ranch. Also, like, hell, like no, imagine sending my son to school with just a bag of carrots and all his friends are eating lollipops. Like he'd, he'd lose his he shit. Would be crying for days. Days, days. Also, this happens time and time again. Abbott Elementary, great show. Love it. I, but I got to be honest with you. I'm catching the flaws left and right. You know how many times they well, just wasn't leave. written by they teachers, maybe. Was yes, it written by just, teachers? I think there's a couple teachers on staff because uh-huh. sometimes the situations in the show are so dead ass accurate that they make my blood boil because they're reminding me of my trauma of being in the classroom. I have to change the channel sometimes because it's too real. But sometimes all the teachers in the show just like leave their classrooms and meet in the hallway and are just talking to each other. It's like, do you realize someone's about to get stabbed? With a stapler in your cl- like, what's happening over there? Well, to be fair, I don't know oh, what grade Jesus. it is. What? Oh, it's elementary. Yeah, elementary. Because in high school, we do kind of conjugate in the hallway, mm-hmm. like, and you leave your class. Like, if you were across the hall, I'd be like, "Yo, Joe, I got to show you something on my phone." We would just meet in the hallway and just be talking, yeah, but and that's the kids would be like different. But they're like, older, they're like so adults. it's different. Yeah, yeah, There's that's no- what I'm saying. So the other daughter's like 15, there's a lot school. of high school. 
So I've always wondered, I was like, I wish you were watching it too, because I bet there's like high school discrepancies happening too. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, here's the thing. I don't watch. It's always funny because everyone always messages me. Oh, you got to watch Abbott Elementary. And I'm like, here's the thing. Like, if you were a cop, would you watch cops when you went home from being a cop? You know, like, would you watch, <laughs> right, right, like, right, right. oh, let's see what the cops are doing. You know what I mean? Or like, not even cops, because at least cops is real cops doing stuff. Would you watch like a documentary styles, you know, mo- whatever? Not, I don't know, not documentary, but like. A, Reno 911. <laughs> <laughs> no, because at least that's funny. Like, would you go home and watch, because Abbott that Elementary is like serious, right? What the fuck are you talking about, Gasper? I thought it was like documentary kind of. It's a mockumentary. It's funny. It's like a Parks and Rec or The Office or whatever, but it's it's funny. It's oh, good. All right. Maybe I would have watched that. Did you ever see the movie Fist Fight? I can't believe you thought that Abbott Elementary was like a serious <laughs> show. I thought it was like a serious show about teaching. That's why when people recommend it, I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm good. Like if you were an wow. accountant, would you go home and watch a math movie? Rain Man. Ask Michael yeah. Sugarman. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wait, what were you going to say? I don't remember. Has this ever happened to you, though, where you've watched a teaching scene and you're like, oh, no. fist fight? Oh, tell me. Yeah, well, that's so fist fight. That's, yeah, that's what I was about to say. So fist fight is with Charlie Day, who everyone always says Love looks like me. You. You know, so the guy from Horrible Bosses, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, for those of you who don't know, we kind of sound alike kind of a lot look alike. It's about him and Ice Cube are both teachers and Charlie Day is a history teacher and like they get into like a little argument and basically Ice Cube's like, I'm going to fight you after school. You never saw it? No. It's actually pretty fun. I mean, he's funny. It's not a teacher movie. It's like, it just happens to be a teacher. It's like if I was going to fight a guy who would clearly kick my ass in right. a school, that's what the movie's about. But in the same vein, it's like, it's so unrealistic, like in the sense, like the kids are like, yo, like Mr. Charlie, like we'll get you a hammer to fight him. And he's like, yo, that would be a great idea. Thank you. And it's like, yeah. no, I don't think like, that's also how you lose your job. Like you can't <laughs> take a weapon from the kids, but right. it, it's, but um, yeah, he he's my favorite actor, I would say. Cause he's like, when we talked about that whole like playing, a person on t- whatever, like yeah, I feel like exactly. he plays himself. Him. Like I feel like yes. if I met him, it would just be like that. him in Horrible Bosses, which yep, everyone always says is I'm exactly like him in her Horrible Bosses. You like are when Jennifer Aniston spraying him with the water, and she's like, "Oh, I could see your," uh, and he's like, "Oh, I don't think my wife would like that. She really doesn't really like when people you try do, to touch you my penis." Sound just- you look just like, you sound like him when you do that. That's crazy. Because well, that's his, that's You've him. been working on that? No, I just look like him and it's just not hard to look like him when and I already sound do. sound like him. That's hilarious. Okay, let's cut to a commercial and we'll be right back. And we're back. So, how are you guys doing? So, I had to tell you something, Joseph. This weekend, my mother, who's probably listening to this podcast right now, getting all excited that we're about to talk about her. We should just this end it right funny. there. It's also funny because we talk we talk about things that we're going to talk about in the podcast. But this is the one time where we like the engagement happens, so we never I know about this story, but I don't really know the details. <laughs> the details are even more confusing. Oh Jesus! So my mom went 
so we'll, we'll, we'll start with the end. <laughs> My mom pretty much danced on stage with Flo Rider at a house party. Now, going to blow my but, whistle, baby. Whistle, baby. Hit me now. Yeah, so, <laughs> so speaking of Flowrider, I didn't realize how many hits Flowrider had. Like, if you look up right now, I'm assuming you're doing you that. Sound, look up. You literally sound like an old woman. Like, that's what people say. That's what old people say. How many hits did you get out of video? <laughs> how many hits is your Instagram doing? <laughs> well, he. He has a lot of hits. He has a lot What's of songs. Hit? Oh, hits. Hits like hits. I got you. Yeah, my what bad. were you I, thinking? I my... Actually, you're like an old person for assuming that I meant Bam. hits. Words. Maybe you yeah, were smoking the indi indica. That was yesterday. And today I am not because it's 645 in the morning now. So, okay. All right. So hit, he Flo does Rider have has a, lot a ton of, of songs. Look up his songs, though, because you'll be amazed. You want me to look them up or you got it? I'm looking at it right now. I just typed Because you're going to be right like, ahead. holy crap. Oh that my was him? God. That was him? Flow low, 2007. Low, 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 Get low. low. Right round. Jody got low, low, low. Got he did the Apple remix bottom. of Right Round. No, he doesn't do that song. Apple Bottom Yes, Jean. that's low. No, it's. Jody got low, low, low. Oh, low. it is. Oh my God. Got them Apple Bottom That's him. My I know, house. that's what I said. Whistle. Welcome to my house. Baby, you can go. Let it roll. That's him. Wow. Um, whistle is huge. First wow. off, wait, do you want to laugh? I saw this video of him. He was in court for like an $82 million lawsuit. It was Again, him. For doing what? Suing. It was him against, like he was suing somebody. He wasn't in the wrong. He, like huh. someone breached a contract with him for like an energy drink or something. I don't know the whole story, but I saw this video of him. And while he was in court, they played. They were like, Flowrider, when you produced the song, you know, Get Low, were you under the impression that the energy drink would be used in blah, 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 blah? And then they played the song in court. And he was sitting at the the court, you know, the, what's that? The, the box that he, you know, what is that called? The, the, what, the stand? The stand, yeah. He was just sitting in the stand, like straight up, like, Get Low. Sure. No, he wasn't. No, he, he was, wasn't. I'm going to send it to you because I sent it to Melissa yesterday. He's just straight up. And then they were like, what about when? And they played another one of his songs. And he just was like, Goes at it. Them apple bottom. He just mumbling it to him. I'm sending it to you right now. I sent it to Melissa yesterday. That's so funny. So that, that song low came out when you and I were in, we're seniors in high school. And I remember. But wait, like, was I that from the window to the wall? Is that the same no, we song? Were at, we're a little bit no, younger. No, that's different. Because that was Ying Yang twins, who I also that was freshman loved. year. Yeah, because I remember I was on the football team at that time. We all used to sing it in the locker room. Yeah, this is around. This is like Daddy Yankee era. You know, Daddy Gasolina. Yankee. Yeah, yeah he sings Gasolina. <laughs> of course, Tim, and he's a New York staple. He's from the Bronx. We had this kid in high school. His Maybe. name was Pat. Pat Selena and people used to, he was like on the football team, whatever. People would be like, Tell me about Pat Selena. <laughs> that was like the song. So, all right. So, anyway, so how, how we got to Pat Selena, they, um, so my mom went, <laughs> who I literally mom, haven't talked to in probably like 25 years, but all right. <laughs> just call him and be like, <laughs> Yeah, he's probably like, Listen, yeah, Pat Selena listens to the podcast and like, Pat like, Selena, if you're listening, oh, we need you to call in. Talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us if you remember. Yeah, don't on call a Google, it. <laughs> on, a, on a Google hits thing, it just started ding, ding, ding. Yep, his name popped up. Goes. 
Um, anyway, the so apple bottom mom, jeans song was great. The apple bottom jeans was good. I remember being in a pool and I was a maintenance guy at a pool. And it's amazing like where a song could take you. I was a maintenance guy at <laughs> a pool because I was a lifeguard. And then I was like, nah, I'm done saving lives. Switch me to maintenance. So I started maintaining, ma- maintaining and they used to do like water aerobics in the mornings. And I remember this woman used to do that song, apple bottom jeans with the boots. And everybody in the pool used to like do toe taps and shit. And she'd be like, the whole pool was looking at her. And she used to point at all the old people. And they used to, and then she'd be like, get low. And she would go underwater. It was really funny. Fran yeah. used to do water aerobics like that. I could I could see Fran with, this was Bonnie ran this class. Her name was Bonnie. Oh, hell so yeah, shout Bonnie. out to Bonnie if you're listening. Shout out to Bonnie if you're listening. <laughs> Bonnie, Bonnie and Joselina. Jo- Pat, but okay. Pat, Pat. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. We had one opportunity to put you on and we fucked up your name. So anyway, so my mom goes to Florida to visit her cousins. My mom's in Florida. She's hanging out now. Keep in mind, my mom's 64. She was born in 58. So 64, 63. She's in her 60s. She's in her 60s. And her cousin, I think, is 75 or 74. And her cousin's like, oh, we got invited to this party if you want to come while my mom was down there. So my mom's like, of course. So my mom goes to the party. It's at a very prominent person's house. And they, I can't say that. My mom told me not to say it. No, no, no. It's no no one we would know. It's not like prominent to the average person. It's just like a a famous person's house. Yeah, so text me. No, no, no. It's not famous to us. It's not famous to us. They are famous, but we wouldn't know them. You don't know me. Like, like, you know, you don't even know know Jenny and George as a show on Netflix. (laughs) You know, Pat Selena, right? (laughs) I don't know him. So like he's famous in the community where they were. Oh, okay. Right. He's okay. Right now we're on the same page. Yes. Yeah. I'm texting you to you now, but yeah. So, but you'll, we would never know him. I just texted it to you. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Did you see what I wrote? Yes. Okay. So they go to this person's house and they're just hanging out. And all of a sudden the entertainment rolls up like 30 limos deep and it's Flo Rida. And Flo Rida just came in and just performed at a house party. And like they had in this house, they had a performing arts area, like on the, like an area where people just performed, where they had concerts and other performances. Like they have a, they have a good amount of money. We'll just put it that way. And so my mom and her cousins are just in there. My mom don't know. She's like, this guy's here, Florida. (laughs) I'm also watching him jam out right now in court. Oh, so my mom is like, Florida's here. You know, Flo Rider is just Florida. Right. That's so hilarious. Like, I'm sure that Florida. happens a lot. Yeah. So she's like, he's here. And then she's like, we're all dancing. And then all of a sudden my mom sends me a video of her almost 80 year old cousin just on stage jumping with Flo Rider. And oh, like God. Flo Rider's like, he's like, I'm on top of your girl. You know, and they're like all dancing, jumping up and down and like, the music's blasting, lights are going off. He's in like no shirt, just at this house party, his entourage, everybody's just jumping and dancing. And yeah, so my mom party with Flo Rider. 
And not only did my mom dance this week, we had talked about it on the podcast. I had posted about it on Instagram. I finally had my Dancing with the Teachers debut. It happened. Oh, I'm so happy. Okay, tell me more. So I'm not going to lie. I wasn't prepared. I Physically? Physically, physically. Mentally, I knew. So first off, as a dancer, do you know dance? We have a lot of non-teachers who listen, so you got to describe what this is. So, okay, you guys oh, know and what dancing is. As a dancer, I do dance. Not professionally, <laughs> so, but I do. Well, it's funny you say that because for, so it was dancing with the staff. So rather than dancing with the stars, the students got to pick a teacher if they wanted to and dance with them. Now, obviously it wasn't like, I wasn't like ballroom dancing with them or merengue. It was like, we choreographed a, like, a, you know, a choreographed dance. So it wasn't like a weird, you know, cause at first I said, no, I was like, no, thanks. Like, I don't want to be like, you know, holding hands with a 16 year old. And then you're yeah, like, no, 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 no. What? I said, yeah. Hello. Yeah. So they were like, no, 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 no. It's all just like, so whatever. We just choreographed this dance. We danced our hearts out. But before we danced, first off, we did a Snoop Dogg song that then became Nicki Minaj. And they asked me before I went on, they were like, is there anything you want to tell us about yourself? A fun fact. So I jokingly wrote back in an email, oh yeah, I used to be a professional dancer. I didn't know that like the the person reading the email was a 16-year-old kid who was organizing it. So right after we performed, which was fun, like I walked out first, I did like a Snoop Dogg thing. We did drop it like it's hot. I was like, Doo. I was like doing the lean. But the the issue is my body doesn't move like theirs. Like I understand the moves. I'm like, oh, okay. I could just move my shoulders back and wiggle my hips. But like, it doesn't look normal. Like for them, it was so smooth. For me, I looked like I was a robot that water got poured on. And I was like, <laughs> like I was just frying. And then I was like backing up and then coming forward. I looked, it looked bad. It was embarrassing, but the, you know, the kids loved it, whatever. And then, um, I gave it my all. And at one point I had to do a flip. I saw. So yeah, the girl did a flip before me and I told him I'm going to pretend to do a flip, but then I'm going to pretend that I broke my leg and then I'll do the stanky leg from the floor. And the kids were like, that's hysterical. I gave it so much energy and effort when I was dancing that I was huffing and puffing so hard <laughs> that when I did the stanky leg, I was actually just hyperventilating. Then as soon as it was over, they came over to me with a microphone and interviewed me and live on the stage in front of like 500 kids and I couldn't breathe. So I was like, I didn't realize how out of shape I was. And the girl's like, it was a one minute dance. And I'm like, I, I gave it my all. And, and then she's like, it said that you were a professional dancer. Who was the most famous person you danced with before this? I was like, I just wrote that as a joke. I think. I just love dancing with these girls right here. I didn't know what to say. They caught me off guard. I couldn't breathe. And then they're asking about my professional dancing career. I, yeah, I totally was... understand your pain here because 
It doesn't so much happen anymore because I've taken my fitness a little more seriously. I used to get on stage and be like, oh, shit, like I can't breathe because, you know, I'm very active when I go out stage. For the first I thought you meant when you were I, dancing. I'm like, did I miss something? I used to be a line dancer. No, just kidding. Anyway, we do have Oh wait. One thing I got to tell you before we get into the emails, Gasper. So reality has set in with the wedding a little bit. Oh, and I'm starting You're not to not having a private island. <laughs> Yeah, how delusional I am with the ideas that I want. Casper, what? Why do we have weddings? Why? Why? For other people. And actually, nobody really wants to be there. Except like like my mom. Yeah, like a wedding's fun, but weddings aren't really for you. Because like, I remember when we were talking with Melissa, like, she's like, we didn't enjoy our wedding. It was, you know, we didn't even eat. It was just like, you spend so much time entertaining other people. Joe, I have to tell you something. It's important oh, shit. about weddings. Okay. At your wedding, if you have a, if you end up, well, finish what your thought is after this, but if you end up having a wedding, make sure are. you go up to, no, no, but I'm saying, make sure you go up to every single person and table and thank them for coming and really spend at least a few seconds or minutes with every person there. Because there are people like my father. So my father, what he used to do is he used to put like, let's say $500 cash in an envelope. And then like, as the wedding went on, if things didn't, if he didn't like the way things would happen, he'd pull money out of the envelope. Because Shut like, up, so one of, one of the deal breakers <laughs> for him that you were going to lose money is, is if, if you didn't come say hey. If you didn't come say hi to him because he felt like I came to your stupid wedding the least you could have did was spend a little time saying hello to me. So he, that would like cost you a hundred bucks right there. No, (laughs) I'm like, first of all, I was always going to do that. No, no, I'm just saying, but. And second of all, I will now be doing what your dad did at weddings. That's awesome. Do you know how many times I have an envelope of money, like ready to go. And then I seal the envelope and then I get to the wedding and be like, I just put $500 in this envelope to eat Mima's porridge out of a crock pot. And yeah. these plastic tablecloths on these benches that are from your backyard. Like, what? Do, what? I don't know. Because yeah. remember well, how last also, time we were talking about you got to do the calculations of how much like they probably spent and then you figure it out? Well, yeah. sometimes I wildly overestimate. Well, and here's another thing that he used to take money out for. If you smash the cake in the other person's face, because mm. in my dad's eyes, I don't like that, that was the, the ultimate sign of disrespect. He's like, you love this person. So you're going to smash their face into a cake on their wedding day. They paid all this money to get their makeup done. Well, if not in your case, but like you paid all this money to get all this expensive face made up and, you know, just to, and, and he then said this sp- at Mike Sugarman's wedding. No, and so he he's like, and then you got, he's like you, and then you get a cake smashed in your face. And he's like, to me, and he's like, in every wedding I ever been to where they smashed the cake, they ended up divorced. He's like, and I've been to a lot of weddings. He goes, the ones that don't smash the cake, they don't get divorced. I that do agree his, with your dad again. That was his MO. What else? Yeah. Oh, uh, shoot. There was, an, there, was an, there was others too. Two I'm about things. to call my mom. Two more, t- two more things. One. I don't, this is, we've kind of been talking about this a little bit too, with the tipping and how tipping is, did I tell you, did I tell you this already? What I did? I went to a, I went to a friend's comedy show the other night, right? 
because they like a very good friend of mine took comedy class and how those classes work at the end of the week. You like yeah, you do go. a little performance for your friends and family or whatever. So we went to support her. Surprisingly awesome because she was the best one and I absolutely loved watching her thrive. Anyway, I tipped. So I, I, I made a purchase from the server and then they turned the machine back to me to, and it was on the tip. Like how much tip are you going to leave? Guess where I left a 20% tip on two fucking bottles of water. Why? You went to the fridge, you got water, you brought it back. I, I even opened it myself. Why am I tipping? Well, Cause it this? was awkward. Cause you, they showed it to you. <laughs> it was, yeah. But I'm like, why am I tipping for this? I got two bottles of water. Like I could have walked, I could have went across the street and bought myself one and been here faster than what you did. Well, also, like you know what drives me annoyed. nuts right now? Those new machines where you walk up to, the, so you walk up to the counter, you pay for it yourself. And then they, you know, flip with the credit card. And then they flip it and they're like, hey, what are you going to tip me to turn around and grab your food? And then there's that awkward moment of them watching you like, what are you going to hit? And you're like, oh. But I just look at it as like the fee of convenience. Like it's almost just added in. It sucks. Then charge like, me that. Then charge me that. But but they, I guess they can't. I don't know. But then you'll be like, oh, they're charging me $1.50 for a bottle of water instead of a dollar. I don't right. like this place. You know, so like, like that's. Sir, but like you also know that I am a, when when tips are earned, you know. You're I'm a, a very tip. generous like, tip. I know. But like, but like when it's. I feel like so many people, it's like tips, 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 tips. It's like, I don't know. I know that Starbucks brags about its competitive wages for its baristas. So like, then if that's true, why are we also asking for tips? This isn't a restaurant. I'm pretty sure they're not making $2 an hour. I don't know. But like, you know, a server at a restaurant, yeah, you tip. Yeah, they're like, only I making up, $3. Right. I pulled up to the, your window and then like, you get, I don't know. It's just kind of what I feel like. Anyway. I don't particularly like a tip jar out at the bar at a wedding. Why? Because it's paid for already? Or because it forces people to... Well, something else I've learned is you have, you as the person are tipping every vendor. Like... Every vendor, like you, you pay and tip your DJ or your band. You pay and tip the caterers. You pay and tip the everything, right? Including you pay and tip the bartenders, right? For what it was going to cost. So if I'm paying and tipping the bartenders, why is there a tip jar out for my, my guests are not here to spend money other than give me a card for my wedding. Like, no, we're not asking them for more money here. I, well, I'll, I get, tip I you mean, I'll like, probably tip you more than what the, you would have made in this jar. I don't know. I just don't yeah. like it. No, I mean, I, it drives me nuts like at our work parties, but I get it. I mean, like the bartender, you're right. It's a, it's a weird slope because it goes back to the Starbucks concept. Like if you're paying them as a bartender and you're only paying them $4, but at this event, like, so we pay $100 for our end of the year party, mm -hmm. but the $100 is for open bar at, you know, it's at a place, open bar, there's a DJ and a food, whatever. So you yeah. got to figure, are they paying all their waiters and waitresses $20 an hour to work the night or are they counting on them to make tips? Because then that sucks because most people aren't tipping at an event like that. Like the waitresses at the tables, like, so we'll leave money at the table, but I know most people don't. 
because it's not really a thing. Like no one would go to a wedding and then be like, oh, let's leave $20 on the table for the waitress. Right, because the, the, because the bride ante- and the, groom or the, the groom and groom correct. are tipping that service. Like we're already tipping yes. you. So don't you have a tip jar out? Yeah, so I get what you're saying because I get always like at the end of the year party now, I spend a hundred, then we usually Uber there. Then I'm like, oh, and now there's, I feel like an obligation and it's fine. Like, I mean, a few dollars, you know, whatever, but still I get what you're saying. Like you don't want to have to make people feel like morally obligated because you're covering the bill. The worst part is the wedding list. Whole, I'm having the hell of a time with this wedding list. Oh yeah. First of all, we're we're being very generous with our invites. And I still need to whittle it down. And I'm just over here like, oh, shit. But everything that I'm reading is saying that 30% of your invites won't come. Well, for you, I feel like because you're in Seattle. I think so, too. I think so, too. You know, your fan, your... your It's going to be very inconvenient for people to come. Yeah. Yeah, are from, you know, Detroit and your... Also, like you're a world, you know, around the country kind of person. So like you have friends from all over the country. Like for me, I got married on Staten Island. I worked on Staten Island. You know, my adult life was on Staten Island. So like most of my life was here. So it wasn't hard. Like we didn't have anyone from out of state except my brother. Right. He's obviously going to come. So like you do have that working for you, but don't count on 30% because I think we invited 250. I went 15, down the I think list. 204 came. I have, my, I have my list open right now. I went down the list and I made a second column and based off, and then I took people out on my estimate of if they're actually going to come. So the list. Yeah, that's good. I have the list at 194 and I have 144 attending, which is perfect because I want 150 or less to get the venue that I want, which we're going on a tour in a couple of weeks. So we're going to have a, this, this is going to turn into the social studies podcast with a wedding segment every week. <laughs> That's fine. They, yeah. So I think for you, that is more realistic because like how many years have you been in Seattle? Five. Okay. So it's not, you haven't been there that long. I mean, you've been there pretty long though, but like, and how long's Morgan been in Seattle? Five. Oh, you both. Oh, duh. Actually, they, um, he came here a year before me, so six. Do you? Um, does he have a lot of friends, Morgan? No, we both do. But like our friend section, our friend section. Where is my list? Our friend section, our mutual Seattle friends section is only two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, forty, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eight. It's twenty-two people, and then. And then there's a couple other people who live in Seattle, like from Morgan's work and things like that. So less, I'd say less than less than 7% of the invite list is from here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's a, you, but you also have a, you know, you have a lot of cousins and those people are so going to we'll come. See. We'll see who but ends you know, up coming. It's, you know, you're in a way you're almost lucky that you don't work in a school anymore because that was always the work. That was the hardest part because like, I had my core group of friends in the school I worked with, but then I was like, oh, well, I can't invite Joe and not invite Mike. And then oh, I can't invite Mike and not invite Steve. And then it just started like avalanching. And I was like, shit, all right. 
Well, if we don't invite any, it's either all or none. You know what I mean? Right, and then right. you got to invite one plus their wives, you know, or plus the husbands. Cause I worked with them. I knew them. Yeah. So it just like the list just kept growing and growing. And then like who my parents, friends, who my parents wanted me to invite. So I had a whole list of that. You know, my mom was like, Oh, well, this person invited me to their wedding, their kid's wedding. So then like you get those. You'll see. Damn. Friends, I'm sure, calling you already. Not really about the invites, but about other stuff. Yeah. yeah, shit. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Well, should we get into the advice? Yeah. I mean, we got like 10 minutes left. Perfect. Here we go. Every time this happens to us. All right. We asked you guys to send us emails asking for advice, and you sure did. You sure did. Here we go. Dear Mr. D., I have a problem and need your advice. I recently realized I've become trapped in a habit of dating, only dating, exotic dancers. It's ruining my life, but I can't seem to break the cycle. And before you tell me, well, just stop meeting women at a strip club, it's not as simple. Even going out to normal places and fully clothed establishment, I still somehow only meet strippers. Am I cursed? Are they tracking me? Is there a stripper Illuminati and I'm the victim of some sort of secret stripper world domination conspiracy? Please help me. Well, first off, where do you live? And if you want to hang out this week, we can figure something out. This person, um, I have a little more information here and they live in Texas. Which I feel like is a place where this might be a little bit more normal. What are there strippers everywhere in Texas? Well, I think like there's strippers all over in the world, but like maybe no Vegas is a place where that would be a little bit yeah. more normal. All right. Well, it's hard because well, if you're saying you're not only meeting them in clubs, and they're you're just out in the world and they're finding you, are you are you like walking around with wads of money in your hand? I mean, <laughs> I have no idea. He he's a stripper magnet. It seems. You're in Denny's and you're just dropping like, you just have a stack of ones and you're like, get me the triple play. And you just off the top skimming the money at them. Like, Literally. why are they finding you? How? Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I do know a couple. Of, do you know friends who have dated strippers? I know. I have friends who were and people who I wouldn't say dated, but hung out with strippers. I have two friends who got married to strippers. One, the stripper is off her rocker insane. The second one's cool as hell. Totally normal. Totally normal. Totally normal. Yeah. I mean, the ones I know are just regular people. You know, like they (laughs) tax paying (laughs) citizens. Tax paying law abiding citizens. Yeah. Who just look good and like to dance and make money with it. I don't blame him. I wish I could make money like that too. I think my advice is go to church. <laughs> What's yours? No, my advice, Christian mingle. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you just got to maybe vet people before you start talking to them. Yeah. And the first little. sentence be like, are you a stripper? No, don't, don't lead with that. But like play flow ride is whistle. And right. like, see if they start, how they start shaking their hips. And I also want to add, it's a, it's a, 
it's an honorable profession and I and, and should be destigmatized. Anyway. Oh, 100 percent Let's Same move thing on to the prostitution. Next one. We've had this conversation about prostitution. Yeah, I mean, you guys know how we feel about these. It. Yeah. People should do whatever they want. I don't care how you work your body or money or people, whatever if you're cool with whenever it. I, Whenever I say this, people are like, what are you saying? But it it literally blows my mind that you can go to a place and watch them take all their clothes off and rub their shit all over your body and face, but you can't have sex in that person. Like, you can't, you just can't, like, I, but I can't have sex with you for money. Let's, like, tax it, get them health care, and if this is what they want to do, like, Help, why? What? Yeah. What? I don't know. Also, like if I met somebody at the bar, some random person, and I bought done. them. <laughs> and I, it is. If I brought, if I met someone at the bar and I brought them drinks all night and I was paying them in drinks essentially, and then we went and hung out. Same thing. Isn't that kind of the same thing? And then at the end, I was like, oh, do you like this necklace? You can have it. And I gave it to them. Right. Is that prostitution or is that just I don't think, you had fun with someone and then gave them a necklace? I don't think that's prostitution. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, God. Just I so think you know, the one... only reason Joe knew my laundry was done is because before we started filming, I told Joe that it sounded like Mac was attacking something in the background. And I was like, listen, listen really close. And Joe's like, I can't hear it. And I'm like, it sounds like this. And I was like, just listen, listen. And we're both dead silent listening. And then we realized I forgot that I put my laundry in the dryer and it's just my dryer just swooshing clothes in there. Maybe it's not going to get edited out. Maybe it's not going to get edited out. Who knows? Oh, here we go. Okay. Hi, buckle up because I literally cannot make this shit up. Oh, she's starting off hot. Loving it. My husband walked out on me a year ago. When I say walked out, I mean it. No warning. No discussion. Just left work and never came back. Oof. Oof. That's rough. Sorry. He had been taking his stuff out of the house for months, telling me he was cleaning and straightening out the garbage right under my nose. And my dumbass believed him. He had just bought me a brand new car and he took it. He couldn't even tell me that he left. I had to find out when I walked outside to go to work and my car was gone. He shut our joint accounts down, leaving me with only $500. I had to hunt him down because he blocked me by using my car app at his parents' house on what would have been our 14th anniversary, mind you, for him to tell me that he was divorcing me and selling the house. <gasps> I begged him to come home and he said no, that he wasn't happy, that he was doing this now so he wouldn't hate me, that sometimes people get divorced and get back together like his dumbass parents did. I told him that divorce isn't how you fix a marriage. I asked him if there was someone else and it turns out no. And he said no. Turns out he lied. He had a girlfriend has had a girlfriend for a long time. He moved in with her and got her pregnant with twins. We're not even divorced yet. I hired a lawyer, which is exactly what he told me not to do and became pup and became the public enemy number one. He wanted a quick divorce, leaving me with nothing so that he could move in. <laughs> oh shit. Jaded. 
rightfully so, so that he could move in with his whore. I have been blocked and ignored by his family who thinks that he has done nothing wrong. My daughter barely speaks to me. I haven't even seen my son or grandson in eight months because they said that I was taking the divorce out on them, which I admit I was a little sensitive to being treated like crap. And my son's fiance is a female version of soon to be my ex. I stood up for myself to her and now I don't exist, but my soon to be ex who is not their biological father. My first husband was physically and mentally abusive, cheated, lied, hit his money, hurt me, blah, blah, blah. They still see him and have met, this and the new one that he has met. I honestly don't even know how much more I can take. If there is any way you can make me laugh over this, or if not, if someone else can, I would be forever grateful. All I can think of is I'm sure as hell not Reba, and this whore will never be my Barbara Jean. Wow. Whoa. When All right, we well, have- we have a friend for you who's really into people who aren't exotic dancers, and it sounds yeah. like you need a friend. <laughs> so we're like- going to link you up with, um, <clears throat> you like Denny's? <laughs> What's, okay, um, I have to say this, though. was not expecting for this person to drop the bomb and then go ahead and tell us that they're a grandma. Well, yeah. I don't, that was probably I, listen, the most surprising part. Here's the were thing. Were you picturing like a 30, 40-year-old person? Yeah, well, because she said their 14 year anniversary. So I was like, okay, maybe she's 40. Right. You and know, a grandma. But but maybe she's much older. Well, you could be a grandma at 40. I have a student's mom who's a grandma at 30. Well, yeah. first of all, too, I just got to tell this woman, she says that this has happened before where she was in a shit relationship. But I just got to say, maybe you just stop writing love letters to the prisons. Like, I don't, <laughs> what are you, like, how is this happening over and over? Like, you're becoming the red flag if you keep True. dating the red flag. <laughs> right. My advice Listen, also, it's maybe never go o- to church. <laughs> <laughs> it's never okay. Like, look, people have issues in their marriage, just walking away is never there. I mean, this is yeah, like this now is a serious fun. one. Like I, I feel bad for you. I really do. That's fucked up. You shouldn't have just walked away. Like there's ways around it to just be like, Hey, listen, it's not working. I mean, unless he just, we don't know the full story. I'm sure he's telling a very different version of the story. Yeah, for sure. Where maybe he's saying, too. Hey, I tried working it out with you and you didn't want to. I don't know. We don't know. I'm going to take your side because you listen to the podcast. So you're probably cool. We like you more. Um, yeah. We don't like him because he probably doesn't listen. Otherwise you wouldn't have wrote this story about him. Right. But God. what if the new girl listens? So what's oh. your advice though? Like your actual advice for this person? I, my advice is just fix your relationship with your kids. Fuck him. And the your Lord. kids are all um, that matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Worry about fixing their relationship with the children. Also, let's do ourselves a favor and never do an advice episode again. Yeah, really. <laughs> guys, we thought you guys were going to be like, my dog, Fluffy. Shit on the wants- floor and now my husband's mad. Like, <laughs> like God, this fucking not- from deep and deeper. Whoa, What's the next one going to be? The Jesus. next one. Well, I've just finished murdering my neighbor. Right. Where do I bury? Don't even read anymore, actually. We're incriminating I, ourselves. We yeah, can't be part of this because we're going to be sitting on a jury stand soon with Flo Rida listening, aye, to, aye. <laughs> listening to Shorty's Getting Low and we're going to have to low, be accomplices. Low. Anyway, hey, you guys, that's all we got all for right. you today. I want to see you on the road. Get your tickets at mrdtimes3.com or gasparandazzo.com 
And uh, thanks for sticking with us, guys. <laughs> hey, love you guys. Gotta Bye. go do my laundry. <laughs> Bye.